Good morning and welcome to Backstory with me, Noreen Mayer. I really hope you will enjoy this backstory as much as I did. This week, my guest is a voice that you should know, Lam Chu Ying, the former director of the observatory. Now, in the next half an hour, you can find out why he decided to drop out of Princeton and about his very own micro planet and also where he discovered his passion for bird watching. Here is Lam Chu Ying's backstory. I was born in Hong Kong and, uh, well, in those days, all families are big families. I mean, with a lot of relatives. And um, most of my childhood was spent in a place with a very American name, Kennedy Town. <laughs> oh, wow, really? I like Kennedy Town. Mm. I like Kennedy Town. You know, it's, at, it's at the end of the road in those days. And uh, beyond Kennedy Town, there's really nothing else except yeah. incinerator. <laughs> <laughs> And it, I remember as a child, used, I used to go to Kennedy Town because the the tram would take us to to, yeah. to that part. That's the, the westernmost, end, yeah. end of the line. What did your parents do then? Oh, um, my father formerly was something called a tally clerk, but actually he was one and only one employee of a small trading company, and so he has to look after goods coming to his company or sent out to all parts of the world. Uh, he, he has to ride on the junk and rush out to a um, cargo ship coming into the port and oh. fights to be the first boat pack onto the side of the ship so that he could get his goods out first. So it was a very exciting job. Um, uh, he really has to get a good friend on a standard cargo junk and they have to rush out many junks come coming to the ship at the same time and he has to be the first the, number, the, first. <laughs> the number one <laughs> so he had he had an exciting time yeah. yeah and what about your mom oh my mom has always been at home looking after us how many brothers and sisters do you have oh i have a younger brother mm-hmm. and a younger sister i'm <laughs> the eldest of three, okay, it's quite a big family. Well, compared to wow, in those days, is is you a medium size? No, I think it is the minimum size. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my mum was a very progressive uh, person, and she controlled. Uh, she was one of the very few people from that area to uh, have birth control. So, um, in a way, she's a very progressive person. Yeah, yeah definitely. Wow, because yeah. birth control became very popular in mm. the six in seventies, even. Yeah. Wow. But she did it in the early fifties. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah. very progressive. Yeah, quite, quite a woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a happy childhood? Would you say you had a happy childhood? Oh, a, um, a happy childhood, full of um, um, different experiences. My parents uh, made it a point to take us out to different places of Hong Kong. Yeah, we, we, we came from a very basic family. Um, uh, but my parents, um, they, they have never received education beyond primary two. But um, I think both of them uh, would have got a PhD if they were born These say, days. 30 years later. <laughs> <laughs> so we were very lucky. Um, so I got to see the hills, the beaches, the, the fields in the new territories. I still remember seeing people working in the rice fields, threshing 
and the rice and so on. So um, I would say my childhood is probably uh, much uh, richer in content than quite a lot of other people. Yeah. yeah. Were you a good student? Now I read you're very smart. No, I, I'm just a dumb old man. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, actually, most of the time I was sort of uh, medium in the class. Um, it was not until Form 4, Form 5 when the I important sort of, time. Uh, exploded. Before- <laughs> <laughs> um, it was mostly because of uh, my uh, passion with astronomy, which uh, uh, came to me in around Form 2 time, it's when I was 13, 14. Uh, and then suddenly I have to read up all the books in the libraries f- for astronomy, and there are so there were so few books in in Chinese on astronomy, and so I have to wow, uh, I have to go all the way to city hall, go into a very big building or a glamorous library, and got a few a couple books in English, taking it with me, taking the tram back home, very proud. Oh, English books <laughs> <laughs> under my armpit. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, because of that passion, I have to uh, to read books in English, and somehow the language barrier was crossed. and And by the end of secondary school, I think I did reasonably well. You know? Yeah, you're so you're so modest, Mr. Lam. <laughs> what piqued your interest in astronomy? Was it a visit to the observatory? I read somewhere. No, not really. I think um, it was because I think it came. Because uh, we spend a lot of time outdoors in those days, and mm. at night, what could you see? Stars in the sky. So it's, it, this is something inherent in the in the mind. Um, and uh, in Form Two, I I, be, I began sort of uh, trying to get more badges on my scout uniform. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Um, um, I, other other chaps had a lot of badges. So and you was, wanted to have more? No, no, no. I I thought if I got, if I follow their footsteps and 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 get the same badges as they they do, then I would never surpass them. Uh, so I, I I looked around and see which badge all these people didn't have. Wow, starman. Uh, I mean, there's a starman badge, and uh, so I I was determined to 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 get that one. Uh, of course, I was interested in stars, and somehow I self-taught to to identify the constellations. How? How do you self-teach yourself? Well, mm. with the books that you got from City Hall. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, in in the Scout Association, they have small books mm. on how to get badges in English. Oh, it was difficult for me. <laughs> but in any case, I got it. Got through. I went to Victoria Park. In those days, Victoria Park was really dark. Uh, and the sky was full of stars. Um, actually, we went to the darkest corner of uh, Victoria Park, which is in the northwestern corner, where couples. Oh yeah, <laughs> go, where go. they hang out. <laughs> but uh, I, 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 I got my petrol leader to go also because uh, he was one year senior, better in English. So, I, although I want to be the only one, but uh, I, I got a companion. <laughs> It's not too bad. Um, any case, I, I I went to Victoria Park and uh, we had we had to identify the constellations, which was not easy because there were too many stars. Yeah. When there are too many stars, you can't see the these constellations. Actually, you need a little bit of pollution in the sky 
then you see the main bright stars. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> it's very funny. Uh, but in any case, on on that day, I was eventually I found the constellations, and then I suddenly realized that in between the stars, it was not darkness, but it was immense space. Um, that was a revelation. Um, it just suddenly came to me that uh, I was a very tiny bit in the universe, and there was an infinite universe out there. So, um, what do you call it? Epiphany. Mm. Um, and uh, from that moment onwards, I was a different person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I got, and and that's how I got into astronomy. That feeling of being a tiny bit in an infinite uh, universe. So I think it, it actually. Uh, changed my whole mindset, uh, so I was very lucky to have an epiphany right at the beginning of my secondary school. Yeah, yeah. You went on to study maths and physics at yeah. HKU, and then you did very well. You got you got a scholarship to study yeah. abroad. Well, in those days, uh, it was called the Commonwealth Scholarship. Yeah. So I was a Commonwealth scholar. I went to London, um, it was the so-called best school for meteorology weather, uh, the Imperial College of Science and Technology. Um, I have never imagined that I would be studying overseas because from my uh, humble background. <laughs> uh, actually, among the uh, families which are rather close to one another, I was the first one to receive university education. So um, to me, it was an incredible journey. I have never thought that I would receive university education. Never? Never. Even though you did so well for your no, HKC um, exams? Well, you see, at that time, there were only 15 scholarships to go into Hong Kong University wow. and uh, four to five Commonwealth scholarships to go to UK. Wow. <laughs> so uh, it's like uh, hitting the jackpot. It's or, like a lottery. <laughs> <laughs> like a lottery. But um, somehow the providence has been kind to me. Yeah, that's amazing. You see, I, that's why I said at the beginning of the interview, you're very smart. No, not smart. I would say lucky. Lucky. I had uh, very good parents. I had good teachers. And um, I had a lot of people helping me and guiding me on the way. I would not say that it is my own effort. Yeah. yeah. So humble. Mr. Lam, you said before you wanted to work in the observatory. Is no. is that true? Since yes. you were, Was that your childhood dream? Uh well, actually, ever since I knew, I knew latitude and longitude, well, in Form 1, I started plotting the tracks of uh, typhoons. Well, in those days, whenever there is a uh, number signal, there would be a regular broadcast on radio television, yeah. uh, RTHK. Yeah, and the, every uh, 15 minutes. Yeah, they also speak in a very funny tone. Here is the sea, uh, tropical cyclone warning uh, <laughs> from the Hong Kong Observatory. Something like that. It's, Something it's like a that. very funny tone. But, but, but everyone got used to it. And once they hear that tone, they need not hear, they not, need not listen anymore. <laughs> they knew it was number eight. <laughs> uh, but uh, then I started plotting the tracks and I made my own forecast. Uh, Are you accurate? Well, comparable to the observatory. When I joined the observatory eventually, I discovered that... Uh, uh, the, the the most accurate method was more or less the method I used. <laughs> it's a sort of linear extrapolation. Well, it, it was there yesterday. It is now here. And so you just move forward by one step. <laughs> That's where it would be tomorrow. And I even hoisted my own signals at home. So uh, it's, uh, um, 
it's it's probably innate in me. Um, what was your first job, Mr. Lamb? Oh, um, I taught at uh, secondary school. Okay. Um, as a teacher, uh, as a, a teacher in physics and applied mathematics. Yeah. Um, I was only a few years uh, older than my students, so we were quite close. And uh, actually, the principal uh, talked to me, and he said, uh, "Mr. Lam." I was surprised that you stayed so late at the school to talk to the students uh, because he, he he knew very well from the beginning that I won't be at the school forever. Mm. Uh, he, he knew that I would move on. Um, but uh, I my own view is that wherever I go and work, I, I would dedicate 100% of myself to the job. And so I was teaching the subjects, but I was also uh, talking to the students to understand their problems, sometimes uh, try to help them solve their problems themselves. Um, so I, I, I was really a teacher, not just uh, sort of uh, going to the classroom and talk and then... And else. getting paid and then leaving, that's <laughs> no. it. No. I, I, I thought I was really a, mm, quite a good teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would not be disappointed if I never got the observatory drop job and uh, continued. continued in the school. Um, I think it was a great job. Yeah. yeah. And then how did you get into the observatory? You saw it being advertised and then... Well, yes. Um, so, well, the moment I came back to Hong Kong, uh, there, there was another story, but eventually I came back to Hong Kong. Oh, you in, didn't teach in Hong Kong? No. Um, there, there was something else happening. I, I, I should have been in America taking a PhD. In Princeton. Yeah. I yeah. read that. You, you <laughs> I, dropped out. Yeah, I spent only two weeks there. <laughs> in uh, Princeton? Everybody would dream of getting yeah. into Princeton. Uh, <laughs> well, when, when, I, when, I, when I told them that I'm leaving, they, they were shocked because uh, yeah. oh, their jaws dropped. And uh, who would leave Princeton only after two weeks? But uh, I told them that, uh, no, I don't... I didn't think that that's, a, that's the place for me. And uh, actually, I, I was shocked by how wasteful their way of living was. Mm. Yeah. A bottle of ke- ketchup, tomato juice, uh, mm. sauce. Only two persons in my meal, they finished one bottle. What? Yeah. Wow. Uh, no, this is only one of the many examples. It's, uh, it's, it's very funny. Over-consuming but it, nature. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a reflection of the whole wasteful lifestyle and uh, I couldn't stand it. Um, actually, I have been thinking for a few decades why I decided to leave. <laughs> <laughs> a few decades later, you're still thinking, why did I leave? <laughs> yeah, of course, I have to I have to understand. Um, but eventually, I came to the conclusion that I couldn't stand the wasteful way of uh, lifestyle and the structural way of energy wastage. Um they have to drive everywhere when you could have walked. Mm. Um, and uh, it is against my my whole system of values. That's why I decided to leave. Uh, but uh, eventually I worked at, at the observatory. I invited my uh, PhD advisor to Hong Kong to give a talk. He, he was uh, a renowned expert in typhoons and hurricanes. So, so we were very happy uh, seeing each other. A, a, a decade or two after I was there. Um, well, and after Princeton, I came back and uh, someone was leaving his teaching job uh, and he he knew that I was back. 
So okay, could you take over? Ah,、uh, yes, I say I will take over. Ah, <laughs>、uh, so that's why I got into the teaching job.、Um, okay. Ah,、uh, but at the same time, ah,、uh, the the observatory advertised the vacancy. Ah,、uh, and I applied. Oh,、uh, well, the fact that I was at Imperial College probably gave me an advantage. <laughs> yeah. The reason I like your story so much, Mr. Lam, is because you know I, I read that you you want to work at the observatory. You then started working at at the observatory, and then you became the director of the observatory. It's、mm, it's、wow. a very complete story、wow. from from an outsider's perspective, <laughs> you know. But、uh, there is one thing people don't realize:、um, astronomy and then meteorology、um, together they constitute my hobby, my passion. Um, and then I followed my passion, my my hobby, into a job, a career. Actually, it is a disaster. <laughs> really?、Yeah. Don't they say you should, you know, follow your dreams and、mm, yes. and your job should、uh, be your passion? Yeah,、uh, it's、uh, one one of things people would say all the time.、Uh, I also advise students to follow their passion and interests, but、uh, people have to realize one thing, and that is, once your most passionate Interest becomes your hobby, then you are stuck in a very peculiar situation. Um, um, suddenly you have lost one hobby. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, and and then you are also stuck in the situation where you can't leave the job,、mm. even if your boss is terrible. <laughs> if if the job is not、uh, your interest or hobby or passion, then if your Boss is terrible. You could you choose to leave. leave. Yep. But if the job or the career is your passion, then you you have the、uh, paradox. So you leave、uh, your job and your hobby,、uh, or so you leave <laughs> with 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 the boss. Yeah.、Um, well, you see,、uh, I mean, most people who have worked would know. Even if the whole world says that you are an excellent、uh, staff, your boss could think that you are the worst possible in the world. <laughs> well, that's sort of people to people thing、uh, you can never guess, and、uh, so <laughs> you you could run into that kind of very peculiar but disastrous situation. Did you have a Did you have a main boss? No, I'm just explaining a philosophical situation. <laughs> It's more philosophical than anything else.、Um, but、uh, the moment you move into the job where it is actually an expression of your interest and passion, then you have to start looking for a range of other interests so that your life will become balanced. Otherwise, you are sitting on a chair with only one leg.、Mm. And that's not healthy. Yeah, that's why I I I I look around for other hobbies and interests after joining the observatory. And I know you are a man of many interests. We'll, we'll get to your interests in just a bit. Let's move <laughs> a little bit into politics, Mr. Lam. I, I know、oh, yeah. you.、Uh, since you retired, you're not really involved in politics. I no, must say, you, no, no. one of the retired、um, former, you know,、uh, government members, civil servant, who's not really into politics. You've said before you're not a Leung supporter, not a CY Leung supporter. No, but you helped him draft his environmental manifesto. Yes, indeed. Kind of his supporter. Well,、um, actually, several university professors were with me drafting the manifesto, 
and uh, all of us said that it is not an exclusive kind of thing. Uh, we would help any other candidates if they come to us. But uh, well, apparently, once we we helped uh, Mr. Leung, they they saw us as enemies, <laughs> and they never came to us. But actually, we would have helped anyone. Uh, our 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 target at that time is to get environment into the manifesto of all the candidates. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it could be forgotten. Oh, sideline. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. What are your views on the country parks? Uh- <laughs> well, um, actually, a, a lot of people talked to me after I spoke openly against uh, attrition of the country parks. And uh, they, a lot of people told me that this is the last line people should cross. Um, I mean, government or real estate people. Um, we, I, I have never understood this properly. Uh, I thought it was only uh, the, th- the thought of one person, me. But I discovered that actually most people, I mean the many in the street, they would feel very strongly uh, about the country park being uh, sort of uh, chopped up into small pieces for real estate development. Some of them have never been to the country the parks country themselves. Park. <laughs> yeah, but... But they know it's very important to the, to Hong Kong to the community. Is I I really I, I have yet to work out this, but they 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 feel uh, inside their hearts that we human beings need space, green space, and a green space sort of a wide open space like country parks, not not a green space in the city, but wide wide open countryside. Hills, rivers, sea, beaches, and so on. To get away from the city. Yeah, just the thought of country parks would help them relieve the tension. This, uh, I have done this experiment with a lot of people. I was talking about country parks and so on, and then I asked them, do you feel a, a somewhat relaxed, relieved of your pressure? And they always tell me, yes, the thought of country parks is good enough. <laughs> um, uh, these, well, we are animals, and we, we have a lot of instincts in ourselves, and the thought of wide open green space, the sea, the hills, plains, rivers, streams, uh, tiny streams in the in the rivers, um, the thought of it is good enough. Yeah. And uh, the country parks, now I realize, is the last line people should try to cross. Once they cross it, they will be in good trouble. Okay, no, very clear. Let's go back to your passions. I read somewhere you're an avid bird watcher. Yeah. I love bird watching. I did it for my birthday two years ago. Uh, yeah. I got a group of my friends. We took the bus to Maipo. And at first they were like, oh, this is, this is not cool. Why are we doing bird watching? We should be partying. But once we were there with the binoculars, yeah. we bought a pack lunch. They were all changed. Yeah. I wonder what brought you to bird watching? How did it start for you? Well, uh, I was shopping around for new hobbies, and I was very lucky. I ran into um, an extramural course run by the then uh, chairman of the Hong Kong Beverging Society, Mr. Mike Webster, and uh, he took us to bed watching. The first time we went bed watching was in the Colonial Cemetery. Well, it's well in it's, Happy Valley. In Happy Valley. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
it's, oh. it's reasonably convenient to go. In those days, if you want to go to Maipo, it would take something like three hours. True, but a cemetery sounds like an unusual place to go back. Wow, it's actually the perfect place because Soup. would you find too many people at your cemetery? You're right. <laughs> I see what you mean. <laughs> Well, they might be ghosts, but uh, but uh, they will not quiet. affect us. Yeah. Very, very quiet, and the trees uh, are not chopped down, and uh, not too much pruning, and so on. And so it, it was a reasonably natural landscape. Mm. And uh, suddenly, under the guidance of my mentor, I see a lot of birds, white-crested bubo, red-whiskered bubo, the magpie robin, and... I, it, it was like a bang in my mind. And then, you see, after that day, every day when I go to work or, or come back, every day I could see birds. And then I was thinking, why was I blind before? My eyesight was okay, but I didn't see the birds. So, actually, it was another epiphany. And I, I suddenly realized that I may be a normal person, my organs are functioning, but I might not be seeing or detecting phenomena surrounding me. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, suddenly I realized that I have to ensure that I live, I have to live an, uh, a life in awareness. Uh, now I, I always preach awareness. I mean, with awareness, then you're suddenly a living person. Otherwise, you are simply... Uh, an animal walking around with your uh, sense organs working like computers, but no sense, yeah. no feeling. Yeah, I agree. Now, I I read that you also have a a micro planet named after you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, that's actually nothing much. Um, uh, you know, in Hong Kong, because uh, I've seen people have stars, yeah. but a micro planet that well, seems different. Actually, actually, no one could name stars, uh, or, or, or when they say stars, they actually mean micro planets. Oh, yeah. okay. In the old days, it would be called asteroids. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of them occur between Mars and Jupiter, and the one named after me uh, occurs in that region. Um, uh, very few people did realize that in Hong Kong we have an amateur astronomer who has discovered something like 2,000 microplanets. Wow. He was the number two person in the world. Um, he could have been number one if he worked for just a couple of months. But he had another epiphany. He suddenly realized that there's no need to be number one. <laughs> <laughs> Who is he? Uh, uh, he his name is uh, Biu Yang. Mm-hmm. Biu Yang was uh, quite a story. Um, anyway, he he thought that uh, I, I, I worked hard enough on climate change issues and uh, I was a good guy and so he named one of the tiny microplanets after me well it's just uh, a way of uh, telling me that okay you, you're his friend you're okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh wow okay time is coming to an mm. end but I, there's still so much I want to talk to you about okay maybe I'll, I'll end with this question now after your retirement Mr. Lam you're, you're still so busy you're an author you, you write books you, you do bird watching you write columns you have a blog are you more busy now or, or how do you find time to relax oh I really have no time to relax <laughs> yeah I, 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 I am too busy I'm now my own secretary, you know. So I'm working two jobs. 
And now I realized that my secretary in the old days was very important. Yeah. So, and I have I have people coming to me asking for talks, and I have to take, make arrangements myself, and a lot of things happening. I I start teaching at the university, a Chinese university. Wow. Every autumn, I would I would do a course there. So, I'm keeping myself busy. Uh, some people say that I'm stupid, but uh, I I feel that I, Hong Kong has treated me very well, very very well, and uh, it is time for me to give something back. Yeah, this might sound uh, too traditional to be to be cool nowadays. No, not at all. But, uh, it's but, remarkable. Uh, it, it, it is very real. Um, I'm not the only person. My class, my classmates at the university, they are thinking of the same. But uh, I'm a little bit more visible because um, I'm quite willing to express my views, and uh, I have, in a way, make use of my visibility to make certain uh, issues visible to people. Uh, I'm doing all this, hoping that uh, people in Hong Kong will live a better life than me after me. <laughs> 